What's going on, friends? It's Friday, and you know what that means. It's time to get cranked up. We got our boy Colin Henderson on the line, and today, well, first off, welcome, Colin. What's going on, Jeremy? It's super good to be on the show again. Uh, I love these, love these sessions. Um, love you know the challenges that you put me in positions to reflect and think to simplify things that are kind of complex, but uh, provide an offering to listeners who are just looking for tools, strategies. Uh, we're not just theory at Crank Call. We're all about the all about that action. Yes. So super pumped. Awesome. Well, today we decided, well, technically I decided, to bring in this topic, which has been a hot one, especially coming out of the playoffs for the NBA. And uh, we are hot into the NFL season. Talks about who is the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And when we talk about the GOAT, obviously everybody is entitled to their own opinion based on their own experiences and biases. But everybody, especially the listeners, especially you guys who are on here week to week, are looking for ways to level up. Because I, I don't care what demographic you're a part of, what job you have, there's always a way to level up. There's always somebody above you doing something a little bit more, a little bit going a little bit harder, working a little bit smarter than you are. And that's the beautiful thing is it's constantly pulling us into a better and better version. So with Colin today, we're going to talk about the blueprint to goatness. How do we level up? How do we take where we're at, yeah. and and how do we get to a, a legendary level where where we get to break down barriers for what's possible for the people who come after us? Yeah, that's good. And I I'm I'm a student of success. Like I I'm just a scientist in the lab, you know, researching, trying to observe, studying, watching, you know, books, uh, YouTube, looking at the greats, you know, watching from the arts, from history, uh, business, uh, sport. Like there's just certain characteristics that every goat has and you know we we coined this the goat blueprint and we're just going to break it down you know think of we're going to start level one and we're going to work up to there's six traits that every goat has and then we can kind of maybe talk about you know some examples um of goats that have have these traits so the, the first foundational level to be a goat or to be a champion to be a winner is you have to have this relentless passion for your craft you have an obsession with your craft. You don't do it because of just money or for accolades. You do it because you're obsessed with it. You get extreme joy out of that. And I think of like, like the images that I think about is like Steph Curry playing basketball. Like how much does he love playing basketball? He loves it. A you lot. can see in his body language and his energy. And uh, I'll tell one story um, about LeBron James. I mean, definite goat alert. I mean, he's in the argument. You know, Kobe, LeBron, Wilt, um, you know, uh, yeah, Jordan, LeBron. But anyway, like he was 17 years old and he was asked by uh, someone on the news, you know, he was on camera asking questions about pressure and about, you know, you're on the cover of ESPN magazine, Sports Illustrated, every, all your games are freaking televised, you know, as, as a high school kid. Imagine, Jeremy, if, you know, when you're a student athlete, all your games are on ESPN. Right. Are you kidding me? I'd be feeling pressure. And he looked at the camera, at the reporter, a 17-year-old, just stone cold. He's like, pressure? Man, I've been dealing with this stuff since I was 11. Like, it's hard to feel pressure when you're doing what you love. Yes. That's, that's a goat talk right there. 
Yeah, so I just I just read this is, thing that was uh was saying when you work hard for something that you don't like, it's called a stress. Working hard for something that you love is called passion. Oh, that's it. That's it right there. And like you look at, you know, Jordan in the the special on ESPN The Last Dance, if he was playing in another country, if he was playing in a pickup game, if he was playing anywhere, like he didn't care. He just loved the game of basketball. Yeah. He just loved it. He loved it. So step one is just have this unwavering passion, obsession for, for what you do. The second one, this might be interesting, but I want to get your uh, take on it. And I, I call this being a super freak. Now, what do you mean by being a super freak? It means you let your freak flag fly. You are different and you embrace being different. Every goat was a little different. You look at Prince, you look at Elvis, you look at Madonna, you look at like Russell, 5'10". What, what business does he have being, being in, in, this, in, in this league? You know, like you just embracing yeah. your uniqueness and maybe get your thoughts on step two, Jeremy. No, it's, it's funny because right before we got on this podcast, I, I posted a picture on my Instagram of this car that I saw driving. Uh, and the caption was just be different period, which is, which is funny because I think that there's, especially today, there's just so much pressure to look like what you see. You know, and and I think that there's so much freedom when you realize that the greatest, you know, uh, power that you have is being yourself. There's no one else who is you. There's no one else who has the thoughts that you have, has the relationships that you have, has the ability to have the impact that you have, has the talents that you have, only you. And so just the greatest disservice you can do is to forfeit that to try to be a better someone else. And and I think that that really plays into being great because, you know, if you, you listen to a lot of goats being interviewed and they say, you know, are, are you going to be the next blank? And they're like, I'm not going to be the next blank. I'm the first me. And, and they're just so passionate about that because there's nobody else who can do what I do and and I really think that sometimes that gets confused with being arrogant. Uh, and I think some and I think that's false. And I think there's nothing wrong with being taking pride in in yourself. And one of my favorite athletes is Dennis Rodman, and he's another guy who just was different in a whole lot of ways, on and off the field. Obviously, he had the crazy colored hair, but at the end of the day, he had arguably the goat. Jordan, when everybody else kind of threw him aside, he said, I want him on my team. And he ended up being a Hall of Fame rebounder, uh, which is crazy stats because he was great at what he did. He didn't try to be Jordan. He didn't try to be Pippen. He didn't try to be Steve Kerr. He was Rodman through and through. And I think that there's so much uh, to be learned about just being yourself by being different. Well, it, it's impossible to be the goat if you're like everybody else. It, it's impossible. So, if you can step into your, you know, how you're different, and like everyone else is already taken, you should be the next you. You know, we're all born unique, but most of us die copied. So, to be on that on that goat status, just be yourself. The third one is what I call having this inner fire. Uh, we kind of talked about this I think in a few episodes. Uh, your boy David Goggins taking souls where they have this relentless competitive nature 
where if it's late in the game, if it's early in the game, if it's preseason, if it's practice, they are going to compete and take souls. They have this inner fire that they are going to destroy you. That's just what I think. You know, look, look at the goats. Like, and it's crunch time in these big moments. You, you look at you look at Tiger Woods. You know, when he's in that hot streak, he was taking souls, bro. Yes. If it was Sunday, he was not losing. You know, you look at um, uh, the goat in the '80s and '90s quarterback for the 49ers, Joe Montana. Dude, he had a cool, calm, collective, but he was taking souls, bro. Yes. He was killing people late in the game. You look at Russell Wilson; he's killing people late in the game. You know, Kobe wanted to take the last shot. Jordan wanted to take the last shot, but they had this competitive fire that I don't care if it's a pickup game. I don't care if it's a, a non-conference game. And, you know, going back to Jordan, uh, watching the last dance, that one dude that, you know, Jordan retired and he was like, yo, I, I, I would have stopped Jordan. I would have taken him. Jordan comes out to practice in a sweat and destroys him. <laughs> and he's like, don't ever talk like that. Just this inner fire. Inner fire. Now, the, the fourth one is well, this is maybe my favorite one is you know, goats, it's not like they, they don't fail, goats fail. But what makes them the goat is how they respond. So, having that elite response trait yes. is what makes goats goats. I look at Tom Brady in the, 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 the big one, the Super Bowl against uh, the Falcons years ago, the score is 28 to 3, third quarter. He threw a uh, pick six in the first half and he's losing by, by, by 25. And why is, why is he the go? Cause he responded to that adversity. He wasn't defined by that mistake. Um, that's another goat trait is when things don't go right, they don't let one bad thing turn to a bunch of bad things. They're able to respond at an elite level. Yes. That's probably my uh, favorite. Uh, I got two more. Um, what are your thoughts so far on having that inner fire and these elite goats are able to press the reset button and respond? I mean, I think that's it's super on point. That that fire is is something that is contagious as well. You know, it's like when you get, I I don't know if if the listeners have been around somebody like that who just has that never ending flame that just burns and burns and it burns hot and just has the coals like that anybody can get in on any given day. And they've, I think that comes from putting in so much work that, you know, at any given time that those people are going to have to deal with what you've prepared. And, and just that undoubted belief that you've prepared greater than the person that's standing in front of you. And you have an answer for, you know, whatever, whatever can come up and that the response uh, factor, how you respond uh, if you guys have ever read Can't Hurt Me, there's David Goggins when he breaks the pull-up record. He listens to the song from uh, Rocky and the part in the movie when uh, Rocky gets gets beaten down and uh, and his opponent thinks that he's he's got him and he's walking around and all of a sudden he looks over and Rocky's pulling himself up off of the mat again and there's just look in his eye where his eyes roll back in his head. He's like, oh my gosh, this guy will not stay down. And... And that is that unwillingness to wave the white flag. Uh, and and I, it's so evident in, in so many of these competitors that you're never out, you know, until the game's mm-hmm. over or the whistle's blown or whatever kind of metaphor that you want to you put on it. But I think that that, that ability to bounce back is, is so freaking crucial. 
That's it. And then I'm going to add the fifth one, which is which is which is growth. Grow. They have an obsession of of growing. They have an obsession on. Um, I want to find every nugget, every tool, every resource. You know, my, I have an obsession with with growth. And you go back to uh, to your, your boy David Goggins' poet record. It took him three attempts. Right. It took him three attempts. So he had the, the the fire to go break a ridiculously hard record. Uh, that's the fire. The, the the respond is you know he didn't quit after the first second one, but every time the, the, you know we're talking about growth, he improved his tactic every single time. Yes. He improved a new strategy. He was finding different ways because his hands were getting torn up. So his gloves and the right bar, and you know, so you know, he had the fire, but he was able to respond when things didn't go right. He didn't quit, but he had the insight that failure is feedback. Yes, failure is not the opposite of success; it's part of the process. But he was so obsessed with learning, how do I get better at this? So every goat has that ability in that obsession, which is which is learning. Which is I think you know your boy uh, Brian Kobe Bryant. He sat down with with Tex Winters, his you know third or fourth year when Tex Winters was breaking down the, the offense, and he would watch the, the the game tape after every single game with with, with Tex like breaking down the offense. You know, uh, just obsession with how, how do I get an edge? How do I learn spacing? How do I learn? There's just obsession with just growing. And if it's a Saban at, at Alabama. What makes Saban relevant right now is that he's looking for every edge possible. Yeah. How we hydrate, how we sleep, how we train mindset, how we condition, you know, the, the, the gear we're using. Like he's just always trying to learn. He's not set in his ways. The last one is what I call being a tide. And this has basically two meanings. A tide is consistent. It's going to come in and out. You're consistent, but also a rising tide lifts all ships. So you're consistently showing up. You're consistently making others better. You're a tide. You yes. make others better. You raise the play of everyone. Um, and that's really the mark of goats. You know, you look at Tom Brady. Who has he thrown to for the last 15 years? <laughs> Can you name a receiver? Can you name one of his line? My God, is it Gronk? Is it, is it probably another Probably goat Gronk and Edelman are probably his consistent ones, but Edelman, who knows the like, rest? Who, who is Edelman? Edelman's a, he's a beast in his own right. But, you know, looking at, you know, a goat is a tide, a rising tide. It, it makes all the boats, it rises with the play of everyone around them. Yes. So that to me is ultimate goat status where, man, you give me anybody, I don't care. I'm going to make them better. You know, and, and there's some arguments, you know, there's different ways to do that. You know, uh, Kobe and Jordan were probably assholes to, to play with. Um, and then you got uh, you got Braun, who's probably an awesome teammate. You know, there's just different ways to do it, um, but they get out the best in their in their people for sure. So, and they show up with that consistent, that, that just relentless. Hey, that tide comes in, comes out every day on the clock, and we're gonna make everyone better. So um, that's what I got, man. I so love in it. review, goat status, the goat blueprint. Have that that heart, that passion for your craft. Number two is. Be different. Be a freak. I call this relentless self-acceptance. Different is better than better. Uh, I want you to stand up for the right reasons. Number three is have that inner fire, that competition, that competitive nature. I'm going to take souls. Number four is to respond. When things don't go bad, or sorry, when things go bad, are you a victim? Do you make excuses? Do you quit? Or do you respond like a champion? Adversity is an invitation to greatness. And fifth is, is growth. Have that, that focus on it's all about improvement. 
It's all about, you know, getting that edge, learning, growing. I'm not defined by this. I'm defined by, you know, am I growing? Am I getting better? And then be a tide. Are you a fountain or a drain? Are you a vitamin or a virus? Attitudes are contagious. Do you make those around you better? So any lasting words, J-Dub? No, I love that. That's that's super important, and I love everything that you brought to the table. My last question for you, last podcast, you brought up that Kobe is the GOAT to you. Why is Kobe the GOAT? Kobe's the GOAT to me because what he did after he got done playing basketball. I would not say Kobe was the GOAT playing basketball, but to, for me, why I thought Kobe was the GOAT is because um, what he was able to do for such a long time, overcome injury, you know, to win five championships, to, to will his team to win when he didn't have Shaq. And, you know, the way he went out, he scored 60 points. He hit the game-winning shot, and he iced the game on the foul. But after his career, and this is why I call him the GOAT, like look what he did for his, his family. Look what he did with the game of basketball. Look what he did with his post-career winning an Oscar. And I just call him the GOAT because he's not here anymore. You know, he, he died t- too soon. But you look what you know was on on the pressure, and Kobe didn't start his first two years in the league. Jeremy, he didn't even start his his uh, first uh, series in the postseason versus the the Jazz. You know, Game Five versus the Jazz. He airballed four ending shots in the fourth quarter and overtime. Four. But people think Kobe is the most clutch player of all time. Right. But he didn't start out that way. He didn't start out that way. So that's just kind of. Um, you know, some background on why I say Kobe's the goat. I feel it. Well, the goat blueprint is now on the cranked with Colin. Thank you guys for listening as always on Friday to take you full speed into the weekend. Like, subscribe, share, leave a review. And until next time, my friends, stay cranked. Stay out.